welcome to the Gamers Inn. Come on in, pull up a chair next to the fire. It looks like you had a long journey. I'm your host, Jocelyn, and joining me as always is my co-host, Ryan. Hello, Ryan. Hello. Hello, I'm here. Can you hear me? How do I sound? You sound wonderful. Brand new office space, right? Yeah. If it looks really clean, it's because it is. Everything outside of the camera view is perfectly organized and not at all stacked in a way that you do not see it. (laughs) Trust me on this. Yeah. Why do you think I use a green screen? It <sighs> hides everything. <laughs> you know what? This room actually would work well for a green screen because all you would have to do, well, actually, you can see my backdrop. Half of it is curtain because I don't have a door yep. yet. So if you hear a baby, it's because I don't have a door. Um, I don't know. You could put a curtain and you kind of like, can you get them? Do they have to be like really taut? Can you kind of like have one end you on? You can actually, uh, you should talk to Josh because mm-hmm. he bought one, the uh, Elgato um green screen which is like a stand and a green screen and a light all in one oh. so you just if you just kind of like unroll it and then put it back again it's like fully portable and everything else so you should talk to him and see if you like I, it. I i've heard very good things if you're looking for a easy put it up take it down green screen because mine yeah. is very permanent like mine pain yeah in the ass, so. <laughs> i wouldn't be able to do permanent because it would block the doorway the door. <laughs> but i mean i i put light we put lights in here in a way to kind of make it so it, it was well a well-lit room so you'll notice that this room i don't have to have like a light shining in my face as i did in the other room um like there's four pot lights it's it's just it's nice and bright in here but uh yeah everything is perfectly organized um hope you all had a wonderful christmas and got a bunch of cool games um whether you bought them for yourself uh, or, or you got them from somebody. I don't know. How was your Christmas? Well, How were your holidays? The uh, the Steam sale just mm-hmm. just wrapped up. I think uh, today actually. Did you did you pick anything up on the Steam sale? No, I I bought one video game over the course of the holidays, and it was uh, Xenoblade Chronicles Two, and it was most definitely full price. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, the unfortunate part about Nintendo games only a month old, they do not go on sale often but and i you know there were a couple games one you're going to talk about today and a couple others that i've had my eye on for quite a while um i found myself buying less and less indie titles because i subscribe to the humble bundle monthly right and i find like i'll go to buy one on sale not play it you know i'll play it eventually but by the time i go to play it oh it's given to me for the cost of the subscription to humble humble bundle monthly so (laughs) i just kind of I stopped like filling my cart with stuff, and uh, there just wasn't anything too crazy to jump on this time. But did you did you pick anything up in the Steam sale? I did. I picked up They Are Billions, which we're going to talk about in mm-hmm. a few minutes. But uh, so I picked that up. I picked up the DLC for Beholder. I also picked up The Vanishing of Ethan Carter, which I haven't played yet, but which cool. everybody uh, seems to speak very highly of. It was. It kind of seemed like uh, the Vanishing of Ethan Carter and. Um, the, the one that I actually played, um, the one about the house and the girl and the, oh crap, what's it called now? Um, it was, it a, was a, a scary one you didn't finish. Yeah, right? it was the, the one that I got like almost all the way to the end. Something, I'm going to look it up right now. Something, something, <sighs> scary ghost limb tentacle man. Yeah, hmm. I could have sworn that I actually had it in my experiences this year, but maybe I did not. What is it called? Now I just want to call it. I can't remember. <laughs> I'm totally blanking on it. Hmm. It's not Vanishing of Ethan Carter because that's what we're talking no. about. That's what you just picked up. But it had a very similar style to it, and it was. What um, remains of Edith Finch? That's right. Thank you very much, Opera Seven Hundred Seven, in the chat room. Yes, Edith Finch. <laughs> See, Edith Finch, Ethan Carter, very, very close to each other. Uh, yeah. But anyway, so almost it's just, the same uh, thing. From what I understand, it's 
the, the, a similar experience, but everyone spoke very highly of uh, Ethan Carter. So I'm going to give that a shot too. Um, but that's pretty much all I picked up on the Steam sale. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I maybe haven't been keeping my wish list up to date or something because you know you always get the emails from Steam that's like, <laughs> hey, this is on sale on your wish list and stuff. And that's kind of where I go on the Steam sale because right. during the Steam sales, so many things are on sale that I don't even know. Like half of it I already have in my library. And it's just so hard to navigate because they literally have thousands of titles on sale. So you click on sale and it's just like too much to wade through. So I think during like not the Steam sale, like during the rest of the year, I need to just be better in general about being like, hey, that looks cool and putting it on my wish list. Because Mm -hmm. I literally, so I got those three. um, Beholder, the DLC ended up being like a dollar. So I was like, "Um, yes, please. (laughs) And then, uh, like I said, the Ethan Carter title and They Are Billions. And uh, that was kind of all I got. And I went and looked at my wish list. And I think the last time I uploaded something or like put something on my wish list was like early, early 2017. I want to say like January or February 2017. So my wish list is almost like a year old other than um, one to oh, that uh, vampire title that's coming out um, mm. that was supposed to come out in 2017, but got delayed. Vampire. Um, vampire. Vampire. <laughs> yep. Uh, that one, uh, that is still on my wish list, but was full price, so I didn't pick it up. But or as or fairly close to full price, um, and it's a like sixty or seventy dollar game, so hmm. I didn't pick it up this time because I'm kind of I'm a little bit concerned. I am one of those people who's like, yeah, delay it till it's ready. I'd rather wait and play a better game. But then once something gets delayed three or four times, you're kind of like, hmm, <laughs> why have you been delayed so long? Oh, this is the vamp- vampire. Yeah, it starts to throw hmm. up some flags. So I didn't want to pay full price for it until I heard some actual reviews and stuff. And yeah. other well, people. I don't know when it's coming out, but I would assume soon, like early 2018, because you're right, it was pushed out of 2017. uh kind of the last minute there so i think it was pushed to january 2018 and then i think it's been pushed again oh really hmm yeah i thought it was always like spring or something i'll have to i have to dig into that it's by the guys who did uh life is strange right that same studio um don't nod or something um yes yeah they did do life but not the uh, the Life is Strange that. But the yeah the original not the yeah. new one yeah. So with the prequel to Life is Strange, how is this an issue? Like people are raving about it. I see it and people are just like all over it. They think it's the best thing in the world. And we didn't get a single hit from anybody when we like well we I mean when you really <laughs> didn't like it. I never played it because you made it sound not not Awful. so hot. Yeah, I and I trust your opinion. So I was like you know what I don't need that in my life you know what what did we call it <laughs> i can't say it it was a bunny simulator right so uh and if you listen to the episode you'll understand that joke but uh yeah people are just all over it and i saw it all over the steam sale people were picking it up and i'm like do people not know or is this like is it <laughs> do Joc- people not know <laughs> or did jocelyn get to the point where it was like it was gonna get good and then because you you played a good chunk of it too didn't you I play. I didn't make it all the way through the first episode. I gave up. But you did get a good <laughs> chunk into the first but episode. I, yeah, I got through like three or maybe four kind of like, you know how they're they're kind of separated into almost like you can call them rooms, whether they're actually inside or not, like oh, settings. Oh, yeah, yeah, like sections, yeah, so chapters. Sections, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I think I got through um, 
one outside of a uh, air quotes club, one inside, one back at Chloe's house. Hmm. Um, and then I think I had just gotten to the point where Chloe was going to go somewhere with her stepdad or something. Oh, yeah. I guess and I was that, just like, nope, 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 nope. Yeah, those th- those two having interactions in the first game yeah. was the worst part about it. And, and I think that's the, the reason I never picked it up. And, and I just kept seeing it on sale. And I'm like, well, maybe maybe I should trudge through this. I did enjoy Life is Strange, a good portion of it. And this is more Life is Strange. And hell, if I throw them an extra $10, I get to play as um, uh, Max. But I think right. the, the biggest issue with Life is Strange uh, before the storm or whatever is that we just didn't like Chloe throughout yeah, the entirety. Yeah, we didn't like Chloe in the original yeah. Life is Strange. And then so the fact that you play all of Life is Strange, the prequel, as yeah. Chloe, it was just like, oh, my God. <laughs> There's literally no getting away from you. <laughs> yeah, so I almost bought that. So that was the only game I got very close to buying. And then I remembered how much we uh, we talked about it and, and how you disliked it and how you said it I was I could mostly... be wrong because you're right. There are a lot of people who really, really enjoyed it. So maybe my opinion is just wrong. But no, um, no, I I'm... didn't like her as the character at all. And I mm. didn't like the uh, level of teenage angsty bitchiness. Yeah. <laughs> so I just I couldn't. Uh, yeah, I couldn't do it. So And that was the reason I stayed I... away from it. Uh, here I and almost, before. I almost want you to play it oh, just yeah. so I can say, like, that oh, right. I guess I was wrong. Or no. more likely, yay, I told you so. <laughs> I wonder if if that's an interesting experiment worth doing, where I just pick it up and I and I brave. But I have this problem where, uh, and I have this problem on Zombies Ate My Podcast as well, where if I start a Telltale game, I have to finish it. It's a, mm. a, a, a Well, Game of Thrones was the only one I never finished um, that I that I started. Uh, and I, I feel like with these adventure games, I have to, f- I have to finish them. Cause it's like, well, what if it gets, what if it gets better? Like maybe the first episode was like just building up to something. And what if the second episode is just, you know, their B team while they work on the, the finale and, um, <laughs> all these excuses out loud sound like I'm just, you know, trying to defend. And I'm not saying life is strange before the storm is like this, but, uh, yeah, I, I played all the way through a, a pretty bad season of, uh, the walking dead the, the third season and the other guys were just like no we're not we're not subjecting ourselves to this it's it's, it's not good uh it's not as good as the other ones so yeah i don't know if that'd be a fun experiment i'd probably end up finishing it and then you'd have to listen to me talk about it for three weeks is that what you want <laughs> is that t- not particularly okay well then if we can find a can you buy one episode i think you can buy one episode probably yeah probably on probably. console not on steam but Maybe that's something I'll look into, just just for shits and giggles. Just to, just to try the very first episode, just to yeah. see if you enjoy it. And I would love to hear from some of you guys. Like, if I, yeah. now that you know, with the Steam sale, there's a possibility that you guys actually picked up Life is Strange uh, before the storm. If you did, write in and let us know if it gets better after that first uh, little bit. After or Chloe talks to liked, her stepdad, or even if you liked that first little bit, right? Yeah. So. I mean, because the, the one thing that I was interested about is um, they introduce you to uh, Chloe's best friend, the character that disappears before the beginning of the original Life is Strange. Rachel, right? Rachel, yes, mm-hmm. Rachel. I was thinking Jennifer, but that was wrong. Um, yeah, no, Rachel. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, you actually get to meet her. And so I wanted to know more about that character, but I just couldn't make it through. The first hurdle. To Chloe, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so... Uh, but yeah, maybe it gets better. Anyways. Okay. 
So that that was my Steam sale experience. So I need to uh, get be more on top of my wish list, I think. And mm-hmm. if you guys have any uh, cool suggestions for games that you picked up on the Steam sale, please do write in, let us know. Hit us up on Twitter or the Discord, of course. Uh, you guys can join in the conversation there. Bitly slash CPI Discord is the best way to have a direct line to both Ryan and I. Um, but one thing I did pick up on the Steam sale and got some time in on are it's a game that I seem... For for whatever reason, a whole bunch of people. It came out at the beginning of December, but I've seen a whole bunch of streamers kind of um, jump on this train in the new year. Is they are billions. So this is a title that is uh, kind of like um, a tower defense RTS type of a game, and it's really difficult. Okay. <laughs> like. I thought I was good at these kind of games, and then I played this. And I, I did play it on, I think, like, a normal mode, I want to say. But, uh, yeah. Damn, it's hard. It's tough. Yeah. Hmm. And it, it what I found so far is that it really depends on your kind of spawn location. Because it's like these um, randomly generated maps. And I had one time where I spawned right in between two, like, basically they're like cities and they've become infested with zombies. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't have enough room to expand because you don't get to choose where to place your, like, command center. It just places you in the center of the map. So I didn't have enough room to expand without, like, incurring the wrath of the zombie city and then just dying. Because it's like they're full of zombies. If you disturb them, all the zombies descend on your command center. So I uh, that game, I literally lasted like two days or something like that because one of my archers <laughs> went a little bit too close and then all the zombies came out and killed me. Um, but basically what happens is there's uh, the difficulty is based on like the length of the game. So there's always going to be a gigantic be-all, end-all swarm of zombies that you have to repel in order to win the game. And so it's just whether that zombie swarm happens after 80 days of in-game time has passed or 160 days of in-game time has passed. So right. the uh, the longer, the more days you have, the more uh, resources you can get, the more base you can build up, and the easier the gigantic swarm is going to be um, to actually repel. But I haven't even gotten to the final giant swarm because there's like little mini swarms that come every once in a while. Plus there's always like wandering zombies and mm. uh man it's 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 really quite hard there's also no tutorial because this is an early access title so there's no tutorial or anything so it took me a really long time to figure out like there's a bunch of different resources to manage there's uh workers and there's energy and there's food and there's uh then there's like your building materials which i wrapped my head around the building materials really quickly but it took me a while to even realize that I had to build like tents to get workers and I had to build like a mill or something to get more energy for the colony. I was like, oh, and then once those clicked into place, I was like, okay, now I have a better idea of how to actually expand my colony. But uh, mm-hmm. it's it's really tough, dude. It's really tough. Yeah, I'm looking at the Steam page and this was one that piqued my interest, not not just because it's, it's zombies, although we don't get a lot of great zombie games. I have seen a lot of people. I usually, how I track the steam sale and what's sort of like piquing people's interest so i go to friend activity and and kind of see what people are picking up and and seeing and then f- discovering games that way because i you know i trust uh my friends in the, in the way they they pick up games um and with this one 
I, I surprisingly showed restraint because uh, it, it early access and mm-hmm. being $30. And it just, to me, seemed like just a bit too high for what they're currently offering, which to, looks to be like a survival mode. And the campaign's Basically. coming, right? Yeah. So it's not there yet. And that, that's a big red flag for me. Like, no tutorial in-game kind of immediately just sends me packing with this these sort of games because i find i'm i'm not good at rts's or strategy games or (laughs) or civ builders um and that's no fault to the game but i'm sure once this gets a little further um it'll be something I, i really keep an eye on but so the idea is basically to build your post apocalyptic civilization while also being able to withstand these these swarms of zombies that that, that come at you, right? Like that's the, right. the general goal of survival mode. Which is which is why I kind of thought that this would be right up my alley because that was always the way that I played like StarCraft, right? Is I'd be Terrans and I would just turtle the crap out of my base and, you know, mm-hmm. like usually I would just run out of resources and that's how, you know, and then I would have trouble expanding and stuff, which is also a problem that I've come across in this game is because you're like constantly requiring more workers so that you can build more buildings and stuff um, you run out of space to put their tents so you, you are kind of pushed to expand mm-hmm. um, because otherwise you're just you need uh, like basically one worker to become a military person right so you need to make sure that you have a dude in order to train him to be a soldier or an archer or whatever so if you don't build workers then you can't have a military and if you don't have a military then you can't defend so if you don't have um farms you can't have workers or if you don't have fishing stations you can't have workers so it all kind of like obviously builds upon itself but basically it means you need space because you also can't place things like right on top of each other like if you have a hunt camp it will hunt over a certain amount of like squares on your map so it has like a coverage zone. So you can't just be like, okay, I need more hunters. So I'm going to place all my hunting camps right on top of each other. They're like, no, because there's not enough food to hunt here. So you have to like move. And then so the more you expand, the more you run out of space and have to push out further into this crazy zombie world. Um, oh, I see. And then and the further you push, the more zombies you aggravate. And then literally like if a zombie breaks through a wall, it only takes like one square for zombies to start pouring through. And then once they start pouring through, it's actually quite quick for them to destroy and infect your building. And then your buildings stop working and the workers that were in them turn into zombies and huh. it kind of just all expands from there, right? So it's it, it sounds like a game that would reward... Um folks who are, are big into like the, the zombie genre because in the zombie uh, post-apocalyptic mindset you got to have plans upon plans of escape mm-hmm. and of you know it, it, watching the more recent episodes of uh, the walking dead with uh, the bigger cities like uh, woodbury and alexandria and and the sanctuary there are layers to those compounds where when a when a certain defense is breached they can fall back to another defense right. and then they have their like absolute minimum um you know last stand location and and I, th- I feel like in they are billions you could probably set up scenarios like that where, where when the front perimeter falls you just call everybody back or or actually have 
I don't know, I haven't played the game, but, you know, kind of have those <laughs> yes, sections. you can have, you know? like, yeah, different sections. You can build gates in your walls oh, and cool. all that kind of stuff. And you can, you basically move out from a central hub because, like I said, you can't choose where your command center is. That just mm. is where it is. And when it falls, you lose the game. So you do kind of wor work your way out in a circle. But, again, it kind of does come down to your starting location um, because, like, like I said, once I was sandwiched in between these two zombie cities and then another time I was in like a big open field which gave me lots of resources but then I was like I can't actually because you can use forests and you can use mountains and um, like lakes and rivers and stuff as like natural barriers so if you don't have any of those like cliffs or any of those forests or any of those like rivers then you have to literally build one big circle wall which takes a lot of time and a lot of resources so if you don't have any natural structures to help you kind of build your first line of defense, then you're probably going to die within the first like 10 days. <laughs> uh, so the survival mode is very much like Civ when you set up the game world, uh, although it sounds less balanced in that like you, it's luck of the draw. Like if you're right beside India, they're going to come in there and Gandhi's just going to take over because he's going like to get does. nuke. He's the first to get nukes. I mean, like... <laughs> You know, if the new expansion for Civ Six, which we not have not talked about on this show, if they introduce a new mechanic where just India can't get nukes, I'll probably pick it up. Because honestly, <laughs> I just do not want to get nuked by India again. Gandhi is like, yeah. Anyways, Quite a um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> but yeah. It is, it is kind of like that with the barbarian camps, except for mm. it's zombies, and there's a lot more of them, and they don't really, yeah. Hmm. Okay, it's out. There's it sounds... a lot. They're they're kind of like it, there's a constant threat there's a constant kind of wave and it does start you with i think three archers and a soldier um so you do have a small military to help from those like single wandering zombies but mm -hmm. man it's tough it's really tough but it's really fun i spent mm -hmm. a lot of time playing it today and, and i'm going to go back and play some more of it and uh it makes me want to get better at rts's and at strategy games because i've never been particularly great at them sure it's the only one, I mean, I've played um, StarCraft 2 now all the way through, but um, outside of StarCraft, like, uh, I played, oh, Battle for Middle-Earth is the other RTS that I always go back to, because I, right. I just, I freaking love that game. It's so good. I think I played that on Xbox, would it have been 360? They had the second one on 360, I think. Mm. I like the idea of... I played it on so I'm not 100% sure but yeah, like those I mean, are the, the only right two that I've ever those are the only two that I've ever really played so yeah. um, this is the kind of next one because it does you're right it, it reminds me a little bit of Civilization so I'm really which is not obviously a real time strategy it's turn based which I mm. think is the difference between <laughs> and my ability to actually do stuff is I can like figure things out while the game is essentially paused which you can do and you can pause the game in, uh, in billions as well because oh, cool it's uh it's single player right so so it sounds like this game is a, is maybe a wait and see for me just to kind of see what they add to it but i mean the fact that the game is doing so well and getting so many so much attention i feel like this is kind of where early access games take off you know once these developers have a lot of eyes and a lot of ears and just a lot of people providing feedback that's the most important part i think the game starts to shape into something really worth being around for as it as it builds up like if you look at PUBG, i think they did the same thing where once they had an audience they were like oh crap we got to really like push this game and and and, and build upon it and, and provide updates uh not game fixes but uh, just updates 
you know, maybe allow people to buy loot boxes. I don't know. But uh, <laughs> I think with uh, They Are Billions, uh, it's something I'll, I'll have to keep an eye on. I'm curious, but I feel like I would, I, I, I feel like the non-tutorial would just eat me alive. Like how, <laughs> how long did it take you to kind of, from, from zero to I get this now, where you, you feel confident, confident enough that you can go into a game and, and, and enjoy it. How long did that take? Like, an hour? Well, I mean, and this is the thing. I enjoyed it right mm -hmm. from the get-go, even okay. though I had no idea what I was doing. Um, I did get to a point where I was like, I needed workers to get the energy that I needed to build the buildings that workers went into. So I got into the... But I didn't realize that I could, like, deactivate because I had... My lumber stores were full, so then I had a lumber mill that was just, like, making lumber that wasn't actually getting stored or anything like that. So I was essentially wasting it. So you can actually shut down those buildings and free up those workers again, which then would have let me continue the game. But I didn't really know that. So uh. like now that I know things like that, like that was the only part that I got to that I was getting a little bit frustrated because I was just like, I don't understand. Like I need this resource to make that resource, but I need that resource to make this resource. So I was in like a, an, I can't win. I can't do anything place. Oh, I because see. I didn't know what some of the other mechanics were, like shutting down buildings to free up workers, which then would have let me do other things. So I think um, I was having fun up until that point. That probably happened to me about an hour in. I had a terrible, terrible civilization built. Like I wasn't doing anything properly. <laughs> um, so that was my first attempt. I had three attempts that were just really terrible spawn locations and I couldn't defend them even from the first few waves. And then I had uh, my final attempt right before the show. I think I did the best. Hmm. And that one, I think I probably played for about an hour and a half before I died. Cool. I think. That's still and, pretty uh, good, right? And, uh, but I mean, I'm still learning. I still hmm. don't have a strategy. I still like, so the fact that it doesn't have a tutorial, I think does like, makes, if I had a tutorial, it probably would have been. Yeah better but it's not like you can't figure it out <laughs> yeah i'm uh i saw also lou had picked it up and i'm looking forward to talking to him next week on uh, zamp to see what he because he's really into i think he's into strategy games and we both know he's into zombies but uh yeah <laughs> it'll be interesting to see that combo come together for him because I, honestly i don't think there's really been a zombie rts mm. strategy game similar to this i, I I can't think of one off the top of my head. I mean, maybe the closest would have been like the Flood in Halo Wars, but that really doesn't count. So, <laughs> yeah, interesting, cool. Yeah, so that was uh, that was my big get for uh, for the Steam sale, and that's the thing that I've been playing over this past week as we're kind of like getting back into the swing of things because mm -hmm. I didn't play anything over the Christmas break. I actually packed up the Switch and had it all ready to go so I could play Xenoblade Chronicles two, and then forgot it on the kitchen counter. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> I didn't even. Uh, yeah, I didn't get to play at all over the break while I was traveling. But Ryan, you did pick up Xenoblade Chronicles 2. So tell me what you thought, because I think we're at about the same place now. Yeah, so I um, I picked up this game on Boxing Day, uh, full price, because it's, it's not going to go on sale anytime soon. It's a big Nintendo title. Um, and played about, I think I'm 10 hours now. Uh, and... I'm really digging it. I think the game has a has an incredibly I wouldn't say slow start, but a very chunky start. Like it's it's um, like you we described on the episode where you had played it, where it starts with a lot of cutscenes, very cool cutscenes, a little bit of walking around, 
one battle cutscene cutscene battle cutscene dialogue you know super japanese stuff dialogue anime and then it gets to the point where they start introducing these these gameplay layers like more combat more questing and i think it's around the five hour mark like maybe right around where you are or shortly after where you are it's just like your next quest is a fetch quest it's not anything urgent but just you have the whole world you and just go do what you need to do in this titan subsection right right and that's where the game really clicked for me and that was five hours, five or six hours. Into yeah, the it, game. it does take a really long time to get into. And mm-hmm. I found it even to the point because you were like, like you said, you would do something. And then all of a sudden you were basically watching an anime episode. Mm-hmm. And then so by the time and then you do something else and then maybe you'd have a bit of combat. I found I forgot how to combat between combat sessions because they were so far apart in the first few hours of the game. Yeah. Um, that I was just like, I don't remember how to do anything anymore. Yeah. And, the, <laughs> and, and when you were thrown into the combat, it was against challenging enemies. So it was like, oh, damn, I'm getting my butt kicked. Yeah. There was a early on. It's just you and uh, and your blade, which is Pyra and your Rex. And then they add uh, one or two comrades as you progress through the game or the early section of it. And the way they introduce those combat layers, like, you're right, you do forget sort of the core mechanic because it's very unique in that it's it's all auto attacks, except there mm. are these button prompts that uh, every time you hit something, it there's a little tick on one of your uh, skills, which are called arts, and then you can initiate those arcs, which are basically like special, uh, special moves. Like special attacks, yeah. Yeah, and then those charge your... Um, blade skills or blade arts. I don't know what they're called. It's all very words I would not use to describe these things. Right. And and, and then that's the core mechanic for the very beginning. And you kind of, you're left with that for a few hours. Then they add a, a new comrade comes into your, your team. And then you have a whole other layer to deal with where you're now initiating um, commands to your other, your other folks. And they just, for the next five hours... They just keep adding layers onto the combat system, and that's not a complaint. That's by all means of. I don't look forward to the to two months from now when I when I drop this game and then try to go back to it and be like, what <laughs> is happening? Because yeah. they're they're literally adding for the next five hours, and there, and there probably could be more. Um, I'm about ten hours in, and they're still adding these layers to to combat or explaining layers that were always there, but you would just stumble upon and wonder like, how do I make that cool thing happen? Yeah. Um, like they just unveiled the topple system so there are four states that you can put the enemy in one is like a break so you'd see that a lot in the early game and you, you figured oh, i don't know what that is but maybe i broke their shield or something and i'm doing extra damage and then if you can use another attack to shift into a new uh, damage dealing state to topple then to launch and launch is pretty hilarious because it literally takes the <laughs> enemy model puts it up in the air and just spins it like a like a like a basketball <laughs> and it looks ridiculous but it fits within the world. Uh, yeah. And I think there's one more, which is Smash, which I haven't gotten to. But the point is that as you're progressing through the game, they're constantly adding to the combat, which makes it m- more of this like button prompt masher and less about sort of micromanaging where you need to go. And I don't know if you've gotten this far, but it definitely does something that I know will irritate you, which is everybody talks constantly. And there's yeah. just flashing and noises and you only have three <laughs> skills per character, and you use those three skills constantly. So your character will use the same 
voice line for I think it's like Blade Smash, and he'll just go yeah. Blade Smash, Blade Smash, and I'm like, guys, I haven't looked in the options whether you can like mute every well, third mean, mention, but on the on the plus side of that, mm-hmm. at least the character that I'm not controlling does that as well. Yeah. So. Like, and your enemies do that as well. So it's like, I actually enjoyed the audio prompts because then I knew for sure, like, when they were doing, when they were using their abilities and their skills and stuff. So then I could avoid or combo or whatever I had to do based around those things. Um, So I feel like I enjoyed the voice prompts, but it's Mm -hmm. annoying on your own, like, personal character. True. And and Leon is... But yeah, Leon, the chat room is saying that, yes, you can show. So I'll take a look at it because the most annoying one was in um, the enemy airship and this guy just kept repeating, you won't forget me. And I'm like, I won't because you're haunting my dreams with the same line that you keep saying. (laughs) And everyone has an accent, so it's a little bit better because the cool Scottish lady says the same thing over and over again. I'm like, all right, I I can get behind this. But um, besides those little niggly bits, the the thing that I'm really enjoying the most is there's two big things. It's uh, the... All the cutscenes are amazing, and uh, and and really just uh, all, the combat is satisfying. I didn't think the combat was going to be satisfying, but once you get ten hours in and there's all those layers, it is like a beautiful mess. But it's a fun, beautiful mess. And, That's kind of how I yeah. felt when I started with the combat. Is I was just like, wow, this is like it's all auto attacks, and I have one extra button to push. Like, what is this game even? <laughs> but yeah. you're right. Like it, it adds a lot of complexity. Um, I, I was going to say quite quickly, and then I was like, no, it's not quick at all. <laughs> but uh, it does add a lot of complexity as you progress through the game. What which, What does? The game adds, like, combat. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. combat more complex. Yeah, and you go- you're right. And I think where I am right now, uh, I think combat, there's just something new to do and something new to watch as you go forward, where... In the early earlier sessions, I can see people who might come to this uh, in the first five hours and say, like, well, combat isn't really that satisfying, but the cutscenes are really cool. And the characters, are, while very anime-ish, are, are actually really neat. And they have their own, um, their own uh, motivations to do what they need to do to, to get where they need to go. And, and I feel like they're, they're really well done. And Pyra's voice acting is, is top-notch, which kind of helps because she is kind of the most ridiculous looking of all the characters in it so far uh except for maybe the little ball for is, is she the one that's your blade yeah like she okay. is yeah it's uh it's super anime but i mean it is what it is but her voice acting i think kind of brings her down to everybody else's level and, and kind of evens her out across the field because you could kind yeah. of see if they had gone a different choice with her voice acting it would have thrown that character right out the window but the fact that she is so serious and so calm, uh, yet you know so fierce in, in combat, I think it really helps. Um, but uh, Bal- it helps balance out some of the like visuals in her character. Yeah, and and you know it's it's very striking when you, she first pops on screen because no other character uh, is proportioned that way or dresses that way for that matter. And again, I'm only ten hours in, and you you all might be shouting at your uh, at your Google whatever's in saying like oh you know there's a lot of other characters that pop up later on that make pyro look um like a, perfectly fine so we'll see but it, it's not really been a big issue for me because it is it kind of fits within the style of the game as well being a, a japanese rpg but um 
Yeah. I'm... Story-wise, you are, you're enjoying all of the story content that you've seen. Like you mentioned, each character mm-hmm. seems to have like different motivations that kind of puts them on the same path without it feeling too forced. Because that's what I found. I loved the story as yeah. so far. The, the story has been really it's good. It's a really cool universe. And it's simple, too. Like, it's very simple JRPG, um, you know, goals. And that we need to get to Elysium. We need to get to this one location for reasons that will save the world. And most of the time you'd think, like, oh, well, that doesn't sound like a good story. It sounds like every RPG story ever written. <laughs> and But the things they build around that, the reasons for having to save the world, they're not saving the world. They're saving, they're trying to find a place for them to live. You know, because their land is literally falling into the sea. And the the relationships between the drivers and the blades and why, you know, there are evil people that try to collect these, these blades. And then there are good people who try to nurture drivers to care for their blades. And they explain yeah. to them why you should care for your blades. And it's kind of the thing that was always missing from Pokemon. You know, Pokemon was always this, like, lovable, gotta catch them all. But it doesn't talk about, you know, the forced confinement of catching all <laughs> these Pokemon. animals yeah and then making them battle you know yeah uh in this they kind of like take time to explain like nah you gotta you're you're protecting your blade you're mm-hmm. you're a partner and it goes a long way to take like a, a couple minutes to explain that and and i think it fixes a lot of the issues that other battlers have you know where you're just pitting these monsters against each other for mm-hmm. sport um but that might might be digging a little deep i mean it's still only it's still just a jrpg and it's a lot of fun and i think right now i'm i i got i'm in the i'm in the second i'm on the second titan and i just got introduced to my fourth party member so there's some juggling there and i'm gonna keep playing it i'm gonna try to stick with it until i get to a little bit farther i don't know if i'll like talk about it each week but when there's something new to say i'll certainly bring it up but i'm hoping the two of us can kind of like dig a little further into it because i think there's if 10 hours in i'm still they're still introducing things to me i wonder how how far that will go you know yeah like, how much gameplay actually is in this game because mm-hmm. you're right like there's there's so much so far and you feel like you're still playing through the tutorial and you're already 10 hours in which is crazy um, before we go on to our last game of tonight, wanted to let everyone know that we have a patron ad this week from Simon, who says, Weekly News Desk's podcast all about the geek news this week. You can join your two knucklehead hosts, Andrew and Simon, as they keep you informed on movies, TV, video games, and books. You can find them on iTunes or at weeklynews.com. So thanks, Simon, so much for the support of the show. He does so over on patreon.com slash thegamersin. We have a lot of really cool uh, unlockables over on mm-hmm. Patreon. So if you want to go check it out, we also recorded our uh, first revamped version of uh, Inside the Game. So I know uh, the last Inside the Game we did was for Quantum Break, where we basically just dove straight into the story and covered it in appreciating detail. Uh, We went a little bit away from that model for our uh, Inside the Game about uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, Frozen Wilds. Uh, Basically what we did is we covered half like game mechanics and half story. So there's a really good mix there if you haven't actually played the story the story you can still enjoy the inside the game it's basically a deep dive on one title um mechanic story and all so if that sounds interesting to you unlocking monthly inside the game episodes is actually a goal over on patreon again that is patreon.com slash the gamers in uh so ryan you have one more uh, game that you played this week this one actually came as a game of the year recommendation mm-hmm. from uh one of our fans i believe it was Jim's recommendation for one of his top experiences of 2017, right? Yeah. So Jim had suggested this as his uh, runner-up for Game of the Year. Right. And 
you know, Jim, Jim and I, and, and I think you as well, see eye to eye most of the time with video games. Uh, games he takes the time to play are usually pretty good. Uh, very good. And I, I heard this game, and it was free on Steam, so I'm like, okay, I'll check it out. If Jim says this is his second favorite game of 2017, then there's got to be something here. It's got to be good, yeah. So I'm curious, first of all. And let's it's do, free, right? It's, so it is free. This game is, okay. So there's no there's no catch. It's free. If you want to support the game, there is a $10 fan uh, club. So basically, you can pay $10 for some wallpapers and some extra stuff. I, I, I didn't do that, um, but it's something you can do to support the developer. And I'm curious, did you, did, have you looked at the game? Have you Googled, uh, it's, it's Doki Doki Literature Club. So I want everybody okay. to Google it right now. And I want to get first impressions from, from Jocelyn when she maybe looks at the Steam page or something. I'm, I'm a little, I'm a little bit worried here. No, I want to, I, I just, I, uh, this is, uh, it's probably the oh, same reaction wow, I that's, had. That's really pink. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Pink. Yep. Anime, very anime. Anime. Okay, good. Keep going. Yep. What else just what else uh, just popped into your head? Okay, let me see. I'm gonna actually go to the the Steam store and okay. see. Oh, content in this product may not be appropriate for all ages. So oh. now I'm thinking like super porn. <laughs> okay, and and um, you know that content warning is probably your first clue that this game isn't. Uh, well, actually, is or is not what you expect it to be. So. When you look at this game, Doki Doki Literature Club, it does look like one of the visual novels, the anime visual novels that you see that can be of an adult nature, but can also <laughs> just be of, you know, a cutesy anime nature that, that it does not include any, um, you know, bad stuff. It's just, you know, anime girls and anime guys going to school, having a time, learn about math. And in this game, it, it is uh, it does appear to be a visual novel novel from the get go. In that uh, you have these characters, there's scrolling dialogue. It's very cutesy music, and um, but it's not just that. That content warning is there for a reason, and to explain it would be and it's a not huge spoiler. porn reason. It's not porn <laughs> reason. So there's no nudity whatsoever. Okay. There is some cutesiness in this at the very beginning, but there is some strong, harsh content. As you get past the 90, 90 minute mark, um, dealing with, uh, I guess the only thing I, I would say, because it is it is a bit of a trigger, would be uh, like depression, um, stuff like that. And okay. it, it's, but it goes dark, but it goes dark for reasons that service the story. It, it's not just dark for darkness sake. It, it's, um, it's not even the story. It's the, I, I don't want to spoil it because if someone is interested in playing it, like explaining why this game is interesting would ruin it. spoils the whole and ruins the experience. Yeah, so... This I, is basically... So this is an experience. It's not necess- It's not like a game. It isn't even a game to the point of like a walking simulator or no. like an adventure title, right? Like it's fully just... It's like a visual click-through kind of thing? It's a visual click-through. There are some choices. Um, did, you, did you play Pony Island or did I... Was I the only one? I think you played Pony Island. Uh, I did play it, mm-hmm. but... I feel like I didn't get very far in it. So the best example I can give people without trying to spoil it is that it is an experience in, the, in similar in a similar fashion to Pony Island in that there is some there's some weird game game storytelling, you know. Uh, so it's again it's very difficult. But but the biggest problem <laughs> the biggest thing I will say to folks is that the first ninety minutes is very much a visual novel, and that's the biggest 
barrier to entry, I was kind of going back and forth with Jim as I was playing this game, and I and I was still at the hour mark where I'm still like the basic story is you are your named character and your friend Sayori wants to know if you want to join a cl- after school club and you're like no okay you're so lame I don't want to join an after school club you know <laughs> who even does that God yeah, who does that and then you go to the after school club because she she tricks you basically she says like well we should go because one of the, <laughs> I promised I'd bring new members. And one of the new members is cooking cupcakes, so you have to come. So you go, and it's like, oh and my god! And then there's no cupcakes. There were cupcakes. They didn't trick you. Oh, okay. In that Whoa, sense, because I was gonna say we are not friends anymore if you promise me cupcakes and then don't deliver. <laughs> uh, it was uh, so basically, yeah. It was um, you go in. There's cupcakes, and it's, it, it basically boils down to oh, there's some cute girls in this club, so I'm gonna stick around and try to like, you know, get to know these 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 fine young women, and. <laughs> It starts by like it's a literature club, but they don't do reading per se. I think the first exor- the exercises are to write poems. So the gameplay loop is discussions, and then it's like okay, you're gonna do the, the the poem, and then you go home and you write the poem, and that's a little mini game where you choose words that fall in line with the um, the girl characters that you want to you know impress. Uh, okay. And. And then that affects the dialogue you have in the next game, and that, and that's how you sort of progress the story. Whether you um, want to impress one of of the the three women that are in the club, so that's the ninety minute sort of back and forth with the game. And then things change in a way that is is an experience. But the biggest problem is that there's that ninety minutes of this visual novel to right. for me to get through. Because I'm not one of those folks. We've never talked about a visual novel on this show. I know we there are people. Haven't. Yeah, this is yeah. this is the first one we've ever really played. Yeah, and that's why I'm struggling because the first 90 minutes was tough, but the impact of what happens after that 90 minutes was sort of made worth better. It? Yeah, it was worth it, and it was also made better by the fact that I was playing a poem simulator for the first 90, 90 minutes. And the dialogue oh, isn't okay. bad. It's well written. It's pretty good. Well, that's terrible. good because yeah, sometimes they're sometimes they're terrible. Yeah. Um, I don't I don't necessarily mean because we just said we haven't actually done visual novels mm-hmm. before on Gamers In, but I just mean in general sometimes game dialogue can be very terribly written, mm-hmm. <laughs> almost as an afterthought. But um, what I was going to ask is how long did it take you to play through the whole thing, like entirely? So you had ninety minutes of kind of the lead up to mm-hmm. where it got interesting, for yeah. lack of a better term, without spoiling it. How much interesting novel was left after that 90 minutes? How long did it take you total? So uh, it, it was about four hours total. So another, Oh, okay. So yeah. it does, like, there's a significant chunk of, of story post-flip. Yeah, and post after the flip, the game becomes something very different, but also, but, but just a skewed version of what you played before. And it's more about you wanting to experience what comes next, even though it's, it's kind of similar to what you did before. Um, so there's different dialogue options based on what happened at the end of that 90 minutes. And um, it's just, it's one of those games that the package is uh, bigger than certain segments of it. You know, like the, the entirety of yeah. that experience is above any section of it. Uh, and the revelations so- that come forward in it. And, and it's a game that kind of is benefited by doing some very... Um, for lack of a better term, safe searching <laughs> uh, on Reddit, just to kind of find guides to push you in a direction to discover new things about the game. But honestly, if you don't look at any of those guides, you can kind of 
work your way through the game by just paying attention to the clues the characters are giving you. Um, and I, I don't know, like, it was kind of what I took away from it, but the ending to the game was more of um I think it was more of a uh, commentary on some of these visual novels that come out, which appear to be sort of dating simulators where the power is all in the player and not in these, you know, anime characters that are walking around sort of just going after people that just happen to talk to them, you know? Um, and again, I haven't played many of those, but I mean, that's, or played any of them, really. That's just kind of what <laughs> you gather from them, right? I don't know. It's just... Like dating okay, simulators, so, you know. Anyways, yes, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, thank you. Um, okay, so uh, I had oh shoot, I had one more question, and mm -hmm. now I'm totally uh, oh replayability. Is right. this because you said that there's choices that you can make and and things that you can do? Do they like if you make the air quotes wrong choices, then does it kind of like slow your gameplay down, or mm -hmm. are there no wrong choices and it just kind of sends you in different potential directions, like? <laughs> Could I go through, make, like, choose all of, like, choice number one and then go through and choose all of choice number two and get two different novels, basically? Uh, the story, I think the story would be relatively the same, but depending on which characters you try to impress. So basically, while I was going through the game, um, I think it was y Yuri. It was, like, the purple-haired lady. Um, there was, like, three different <laughs> characters. One was in the manga. And, and really like short and and young and then there was a there was a, your friend and then there was the club leader who was like kind of like rah rah i'm i'm the a plus student and then there was like the dark and mysterious likes to read weird books and and drink tea person and it's like okay well okay. We'll, we'll go talk to the tea lady and we'll try to impress her with our dark poems and uh that's sort of the branch i took and there's a couple branches you can take like you, whether you want to impress your friend or one of the other characters Right. And that gives you different dialogue. So the replayability, like, the moment is spoiled for you by replaying the game. Uh, but the dialogue is different. You, you know the journey. You know the, you know the destination. You just don't know the journey. And you're, okay. getting, you're getting different visual scenes. So that's the reward for you, basically, is that you're getting different visuals from the game right. because it's very it's very much like most Which, visual and novels that's, that's the whole point right mm -hmm. is like the the visuals and the story and so if that changes and if that's the kind of experience that you're going for then i would say that this sounds like it is replayable uh, um yeah i mean i think for and again someone who's not a fan of visual novels like i probably not gonna play through it again um but for someone who would be into that stuff like you're saying yeah i think that it, it would be a valuable experience to go through it again but um I, I kind of just plus it's free so infinite yeah. value right <laughs> it is free and i honestly would be interested to, you know now that i've kind of like really laid it on thick that the first 90 minutes is a slog if you're not into this sort of stuff but it would be interesting to get your take on this game given the fact that it is free and to even do like just a small 10 minute spoiler conversation on it because i think there are some things to talk about because this game is sort of made for it's it's kind of made for the streaming audience like after that 90 minutes it becomes this flip of something that is just weird and wacky and dark and kind of fits within like a lot of um the way people stream like horror games and stuff that sort of thing so mm. there, no there's no nudity uh but you know but it is free all right i don't know why Maybe i said it like I'll that i'll stream it and we can talk about it next week then yeah I, again maybe like maybe get through the first hour and then start streaming it because unless you want to stream for like four hours like 
the first the first part is is a slog. It's like just hitting your button, reading about anime ladies, reading books. It's like okay, yep, okay, picking the dark words here, like you know, passion, <laughs> love, uh, romance, murder, X Files. I don't know. <laughs> I was like, passion, love, and romance are your dark words, Ryan. <laughs> oh, in terms of a literature club for high school, like anime ladies, like it's it's probably not going to be anything too too dark. <laughs> But like, <laughs> but yeah, like I don't know. It's just it very much reminded me of Pony Island, and I liked, I like games as experiences, and this is one of those experiences. I don't know. It's just, it's interesting, but it's hard to recommend because of that, that initial chunk. It's, it's so it's so different than anything else we normally talk about. Yeah, like if someone goes to play it, and it's like I couldn't get through that first ninety minutes. You recommended like this literal after school high school like simulator like for for uh for reading books yeah. and writing poems but it's not like that the main point of the game is not like that but it, it was it was really i can see why jim would would pick this as as his game of the year and if i had played it i probably would have at least given an honorable mention because it is unique mm. which is not something that you get very much in video games like it was it was it was fun to play the last couple hours of it because it was it was just there was always something weird happening and it was just freaking cool. me out try to figure out what the hell was going on. And, and once you do, it's like, oh, that's really cool. That's a cool mechanic and, and story. All right, well, don't say anymore because you're going to spoil it. And then I'm that's not, the whole point of this No, <laughs> go go stream it. Go stream, not right now, but, you know, yeah. later. But stream it. And I hope people uh, enjoy. I'm going to watch Jocelyn play it because I just want to see her slowly be like, what is happening? And then realize <laughs> what is happening. And then be like, Ryan, this is super dark. Why are you making me play this late at night? Because, you know, she doesn't play anything before 2 a.m. But uh, <laughs> that's true. That's very true. <laughs> don't play this too late. Honestly, I, I do have to say it's pretty dark. Really? Some okay. of the stuff is pretty right. dark. Stop. Stop. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like maybe now I'm just over talking. I want to hear what you have to say about it when, when you get a chance to play it. All right. Well, that's going to do it for us tonight. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and watching us over on twitch.tv slash Joss plays. Not our normal night, not our normal channel, but uh, we are expecting to be back there next week so again our normal time is wednesday at 8 p.m eastern over on twitch.tv slash tv uh if you'd like to support the show and get some of our super cool glassware and shirts you can head on over to etched.amove.tv or shirts.amove.tv to pick up some super cool amove swag you can visit us on the web at gamersinpodcast.com you can also find us on amove tv along with other fabulous podcasts including the angry nerd into the nexus the angry chicken for azeroth embrace spoilers and heroes forge you can find us on Twitter. You can follow me, Jocelyn, at JossPlays. Brian is at R. Murphy. And don't forget to follow the show at The Gamers In. The video versions of all our episodes can be found on our YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash TV. If you'd like to email the show and let us know what you picked up on the Steam sale or what you think of, what is it? Doki? Is it Doki Doki? It's Literature Club? Yeah, it's Doki Doki Literature Club. And literally when you launch it, it like is anime ladies saying Doki Doki Literature Club. So maybe maybe stream it from the beginning so you get that intro bit. Because it really All just right. solidifies the fact that you are going to play a visual novel online. It's going to be great. All right. <laughs> so you can email the show at info at gamersandpodcast.com. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next week. Bye, everybody. Bye. Yeah, but bacon's like 
the god meat, right? Like it's the meat, <laughs> it goes on everything. It's the meat that works with all other meats. Name a meat that doesn't go with bacon. I, I challenge you. <laughs> I, I'm not taking that challenge. No, it's, I agree. it's impossible. And I'm not saying that peanut butter is a meat, therefore that logic it works out, but it's a protein, so it's close. I guess so.